process of buying a vehicle hasn't changed much over the last 30 years until now. Carbiza is the world's first app to harness the power of AI to accurately predict your best financing scenario, all while keeping you anonymous. We'll be chatting with many people who are here to help, to guide you, to make it easier for you to understand. That's what this Carbiza podcast is all about. My name is Bryn Griffiths and joining us is Kevin Wong. It's our job to guide you through the exciting complex world of buying a vehicle. And on today's episode, joining us is the VP of Sales and co-founder of Carbiza, Nick Samaha. So Nick, today we're talking about new versus used. Where do you want to start off with this? You know, where I'd like to start off, Bryn, frankly, is touch base a little bit on where car prices are today, especially as we're approaching the endemic phase. Uh, we are coming out of a black swan event, and that has really turned the automotive market not to mention every other market upside down, right? So of course, uh, love to start with that and then really break it down on things to consider when it comes to new versus used with respect to benefits and and uh, uh, really some of the disadvantages of going with either. Uh, ultimately, if you're going used though, I would really like to kind of get into your CPO vehicle, your certified pre-owned and where that kind of tends to be a happy medium for most consumers. Okay, so let's start with new. If somebody's looking for new, how do you want to approach this? Well, no, absolutely. So uh, uh, really, uh, let's get into a little bit about the market and where new prices are today and why, okay? So of course, vehicle prices today are through the roof, really. Uh, there's been a significant event that we've gone through and that event, frankly, of course, has caused some supply chain issues, right? So we've got a semiconductor shortage. We have a magnesium shortage. And why magnesium is important, by the way, in automotive is because it's in every aluminum part, let alone your body panels, your aluminum engines. So significant magnesium storage, which also, of course, compounds the, the issue with when it comes to parts and building new vehicles. Uh, we have a labor issue. We have an interest rate, interest rates are low. So people are wanting more vehicles. As a result of the pandemic, people are choosing to drive more than taking public transportation. So what have you, not to mention, you got parts sitting on ships out there. And of course, even when they land, we can't seem to move them across the border, whether it's, you know, from Canada to US or US to Canada, because of course we build cars on either side of the borders. So as a result, your new, uh, your new inventory uh, is pretty tight. So your only option, if you're looking for a vehicle, frankly, is either to wait or buy used. Here's the issue when it comes to used, because of that demand, used car prices are up about 40% from the beginning of 2021. When it comes to new, uh, depending on the brand, they're up anywhere between 12 to 25%. Of course, that's brand dependent again, uh, but typically car prices are up. And really, if you're patient, you stand to win if you can wait. But if you can't wait, really, then seems to be your only option right now is used. If you're looking to buy new, what's happening today is about 70% of the vehicles that are uh, basically purchased new or pre-ordered. So typically you'll put in your order, you'll have to wait four to six months and hopefully it doesn't get canceled on you. When it comes to the used market, here's why on top of the lack of availability of new vehicles, uh, really uh, 
a lot of your rental fleets and your other fleet providers really used to step out of their vehicles annually, typically. They'd go to wholesale, dealers would buy them, and of course you got excess supply. That's not happening today. So again, there's a little bit shortage with respect to what's happening with used. Your lease returns. A lot of people are not returning their vehicles, they're buying them out, uh, only because you know once they return that vehicle, they got to jump into a new one and there's just really nothing available for them. Trades are not going back to dealers or wholesale. Frankly, they're being sold online because today you can get a lot more for that vehicle than the day you bought it. Right. And that's what, uh, that's what's happening out there in the market. That's how tight it is. Even repossessions, they're not making it uh, to wholesale. There's one significant thing that's also happened. You know, uh, where we're basically starting to somewhat normalize. People are going back to work. Some people are traveling. So there's a lot of business travel travel happening. There's no rental vehicles out there. So your rental fleets are going into the private market and buying anything that's a couple of years old with low mileage to put it in their fleet. Because, of course, and they're paying big bucks. Hence why your used, uh, really, your used uh, vehicles are so high. You know what's interesting, Nick? You know, the what you've given us is an intro to this concept of, do I buy new? Do I buy used? Do I buy certified pre-owned? As a consumer myself, typically you would think, oh, do I buy new or used because of a price difference? And you're telling us that there's way more factors in play than just price. Absolutely. Really, you know what, Kevin, just to touch on this here pretty quick, if you can get MSRP today, consider yourself that you got a good deal. So there is definitely a, a a lot of things to consider when you're looking to buy a vehicle. First of all, you got to look at the type of vehicle that fits your family, your needs. We won't talk about that today, but let's talk about budget. Okay. When it comes to buying a vehicle, of course, budget is a significant factor. Once you determine your budget, it's not as simple as, uh, you know, I want to spend $400 a month, $600 a month. What can I buy? You really have to look at the overall cost of ownership, everything from uh, really price available financing. If you go the new route, uh, your, your rates can be subsidized through the manufacturer through subvented rates or captive rates, as opposed to borrowing from a bank where you can save yourself a couple of percentages. You got to look at gas mileage today. Something as simple as gas mileage. You know, I used to, I've got a hundred liter tank in my SUV. You know, I filled it up for the first time fully, probably in about three weeks, Yikes. 165 bucks. Like I was just floored. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to push it home really literally. Like it, <laughs> it is, it's just, you know, costs are, are pretty significant. If you buy new, your insurance costs are a lot higher because you're insuring a more expensive vehicle, right? So there's a lot of things to consider, a lot of things to look at uh, when you're looking to purchase a vehicle. What about EVs? Electric vehicles, do they fall into this category at all? Or Because people are looking at all options now, Nick. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, electric vehicles are definitely a thing. Uh, as you know, they're getting a lot of traction, especially now today with gas prices and the green movement. Uh, really, when it comes to EV, the initial price is is a big hit for a lot of consumers. But of course, there's, uh, there's some newer vehicles coming in where they're going to be under the $30,000 mark. And frankly, once that happens, it's pretty compelling to buy an electric vehicle because now you don't have to worry about your gas costs, right? Yeah. There, once you get passed through the first year with respect to dealing with any of the recalls uh, issues, really, you've got a pretty reliable car that really doesn't cost you much 
to run on a daily basis, as long as you mostly use it, uh, of course, uh, you know, in the city, in your urban area. If you have to travel, of course, there's some range anxiety that you got to worry about, right? So here's a question for you, Nick, and this is something I've battled with in all my years of buying cars and driving cars my own, myself as, a, as an adult. What is the benefit of going with something that is you know, slightly used, you know, some people would say it's basically new and you're going to save yourself 20% off sticker price. But are there any other advantages to going with the used route versus brand new? You've already outlined the difference in cost, right? A rise of 40% versus a rise of 12%. There's some difference there. And then how does that relate to the certified pre-owned? Most consumers, and this is just my speculation, they don't yeah. really look at the difference between used and certified pre-owned. Yeah, sure. So Kevin, let's talk about new. Okay. So the advantage of new. Okay. And then we'll get into used and the certified pre-owned because I think that order uh, will, you know, will make sense for most consumers out there listening to this. So when it comes to new, of course, the one major factor you have to consider is that not only the price of the vehicle or whether you can get a good deal, it's also depreciation. New vehicles will depreciate up to 40% in the first two years. It doesn't matter how good of a deal you got on the day you bought it. You drive it off the lot, it's down anywhere between 7 to 10%. And then, of course, it's a ticking time bomb, right? So a vehicle, frankly, is a depreciating asset as a factor of time. The more time that goes, the more it's going to drop. There are a few exceptions, of course, your collector cars, your uh, your unique one-offs, your limited production vehicles. But generally, for most of us, it is a depreciating asset as a factor of time. Some of the benefits of a new car, though, is that you're getting the latest technology, the latest safety features, probably uh, fuel efficiency is, is a lot better than any of the used vehicles that you're, you're driving out there today. So more efficient, smaller engines, more powerful engines as well, safer vehicles, full of features. In addition to that, it does give you peace of mind to buy new. You've got manufacturer warranty for, frankly, bumper to bumper, typically, for the first three years. And then you've got powertrain on top of that for an additional two. So there's, pardon me, there's a lot of perks to buying new. Now, when it comes to some of the disadvantages of buying used, again, that depreciation can really kick your budget in the, in the derriere, frankly. Really, If I can interject, I one of the appeals of getting a new vehicle is some of the interiors and technology in these vehicles now. Yeah. But then I look at the price and I'm like, I don't know if... I don't know if that leather or that layout is going to make me feel that good while paying yes. that much more. <laughs> yeah, no, and really, it, it's ultimately. Um, it all depends how how when was the last time you changed out your vehicle and and the your existing vehicles. And really, frankly, this is why most consumers today were really. Uh, buy a new vehicle once every six years. It's about 70 months, 70 to 72 months. So it's, they don't change vehicles up uh, often. Uh, and that's really part of, I think, uh, some of the things we'll get into in our next conversations. So let's talk about a little bit about use. Some of the advantages of buying a used vehicle. Of course, if you buy something that is two to three years old, the major depreciation hit has been taken by the previous person that owned it. So frankly, your cost to get into a vehicle that does have, you know, current technology, current safety features, uh, really still has uh, uh, some reliability. It may even have some warranty. It's going to be a lot less. It's a lot less to insure. Uh, really, um, taxes are going to be a lot less on it. 
um, uh, it, it may even have existing warranty, right? Two to three years old, it might even still have bumper to bumper or some powertrain warranty depending on the brand, right? Some of the disadvantages, of course, you get into when it comes to use is we can be reliability, especially if you're buying an older vehicle. Frankly, you have no idea how the previous owners treated it. You don't know if they maintained it. Uh, you don't even know why they've traded it in or why they're making it available. So it's critical to get that vehicle inspected, not only a mechanical inspection, uh, uh, Bryn and Kevin, but really a, a uh, take it to a body shop and have them look at it. There's a lot of folks out there that service there. We'll repair their vehicles really at a back, uh, at a garage, uh, back alley garage, frankly. So it's always best to make sure you inspect it. Nick, which way do you think people are leaning right now? You talked about inventory is really tough with newer vehicles. So are people prepared to wait it out or are you finding that they are maybe leaning to a used for now because they can get into it right away? You know what? It's used if you desperately need it, but if you can wait, yeah. uh, they are pre-ordering. Uh, almost every vehicle that lands on the dealer's lots today has been pre-sold. Uh, really sits there for a couple of days uh, until the customer comes and picks it up. Uh, frankly, um, really in addition to that, uh, that wait is, is significant, really that four to six months wait. Uh, now you're getting, you could be potentially getting into the new model years. And do you want to wait that six months when, and get an old, get a vehicle that's really previous year, which is already depreciated. It's going to depreciate about 15 to 20% the minute you drive it off versus now uh, trying to get a, you know, 2023 uh, where it's going to minimize your depreci depreciation assets. So ultimately if you need a vehicle, you buy used. Uh, if you can wait, you frankly get new. I was just going to ask that question about how long that that wait time is, and and maybe you do have a crystal ball, Nick. Uh, is is this supply chain issue in vehicles? Does it seem like it's going to persist? You know, is this a is this a short term permanent issue that we're seeing where consumers have to wait half a year to get a new car? You know what, just like they tell us about inflation, it's transient, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to, of course, the availability of vehicles today, the I was just down at the uh, NADA, which is the North American Dealer Association Conference. It's, uh, frankly, one of the largest uh, automotive conferences in the world. Uh, uh, and really, the conversations at uh, with the OEMs down there, they're thinking, you know, possibly by the end of 2022 to mid-2023 is where we'll start, start, well, we'll start seeing inventory normalize, okay? Assuming we don't have another significant event, of course, right? So we don't want to, uh, you know, COVID to come back and now everybody's locked down. Uh, remember, even if we get parts, we still have a labor issue today, right? So that's got to be corrected. That's got to be fixed. Uh, and of course, the estimate is uh, hopefully by mid 2023, we're back to normal. Now, when you look at the OEMs, uh, drive by a Chrysler dealership. Some of them have significant inventory on their lot. But if you look over, the Toyota across the street might have four. So again, that also will be an OEM issue uh, as well. How can Carbiza help people here decide or maybe help them decide between a new and a used vehicle? Yeah. So here's the nice thing about Carbiza when it comes to that, page, that space, uh, uh, that decision, frankly, Brent. What we do is that we allow consumers to shop, frankly, uh, 
based on vehicles that they can qualify for, new, used, or CPO. Now, about 85% of customers that want to buy a vehicle today need that financing. So really, uh, as much as you can be out there searching for uh, you know, your dream car, whether you can qualify for it or not is another thing. So with minimal information, uh, really three non-identifying questions, your budget, your income, your postal code, we tell you what vehicles you qualify for, new, used, or CPO'd. And then frankly, you can just scroll and pick on something specific that will work for your circumstances, your needs, your family. Uh, Nick, is there anything that we need to touch on before we disappear? Because this was great stuff today. You know what, the big thing for consumers is that before you buy, remember, there's no uh, really here uh, for most of us, uh, regardless of whether you're buying a franchise dealer or, or, or a, a corner lot or a dirt lot, there's no cooling off period. The minute you sign the contract and drive that vehicle off the lot, it's yours. Really, you've got, uh, you've got no way to actually uh, be able to change your mind or return it, right? So make sure you do your homework, take your time, be patient, uh, really try not to spend more than 30% of your annual salary on a vehicle. And of course, when it comes to your monthly payment, you don't want it to be more than uh, 10% of your monthly income, really. Frankly, if you stay within those parameters, you'll do well. I got to tell you, I was disappointed. I was looking at a $4 million home. Apparently, I don't qualify for that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's nice to know that stuff up front. I can tell you most of us won't. <laughs> hey, Nick, thanks for your time today. That was great stuff. Awesome, Nick. Thank you so Pleasure, much. Pleasure, folks. Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed our Carbiza podcast, and we hope it helps you in your search. On behalf of Kevin Wong, I'm Bryn Griffiths, and thanks for listening.